Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoax, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. We are well into the new year and most of us have tried some kind of diet that's either worked really well and then crashed and burned, or we've eaten a bunch of things that we really didn't like to begin with. So let's talk about dieting. First up on the list, the keto diet. This is a really great fad that's come around that has a lot of people eating super high fat foods and way less vegetables than we would normally consume on a regular diet. So let's find out what's good and what's bad about keto. The first thing to recognize is that every diet has a good and a bad version. You can be vegan, but if you're eating processed, prepackaged junk, you're basically supplementing your diet with huge amounts of sugar and chemicals, which is abysmally unhealthy. Your body was designed to function in a particular way and has balances that, if not maintained, will result in issues that can range from benign to extreme. Keto is all about metabolism, so we're going to look at that first. Your resting metabolic rate, which is the rate of calories your body consumes when it's completely at rest, is largely based on your body weight. But factors like age and genetics can also play a role. When you significantly restrict calories to lose weight, your body enters into starvation mode. Your metabolism slows down considerably to conserve energy and starts storing everything you put in it because it does not know when you're going to eat again. Extremely low-calorie diets make it easier to regain weight after your diet is over. If you have a slowed metabolism and you hit your target weight, and then you celebrate by eating the same amount of daily calories and the same quality of food you were eating prior to dieting, you're going to gain weight rapidly again and just crash and burn. A damaged metabolism is not really a problem when someone regains weight. What happens is, when you feel like your body is fighting to maintain a certain set of weight, that's exactly what it's doing. The body has homeostatic mechanisms to try and preserve what's currently in place. Otherwise, when the weather changes or you go on a trip, your body would be fluctuating all over the place. The ketogenic diet is a very low-carb, high-fat diet that shares many similarities with Atkins and other low-carb diets like the South Beach diet. The goal of keto is to induce and maintain a level of ketosis in one's body to encourage weight loss. But what does that really mean? Ketosis is a normal metabolic process that happens when the body doesn't have enough glucose for energy and starts burning fat stores instead. This results in a buildup of acids called ketones within the body. Your body can be encouraged into this state by simply changing how you feed it or by fasting. The goal of keto is to try and burn away unwanted fat by forcing the body to rely on it for energy instead of using carbohydrates that you consume. But let's look at clean versus dirty keto because there's two ways of doing this. The majority of people start off using what can be called the dirty version of the keto diet. This is why by week two or three, they're starving no matter how much fat they eat. The most common reason for this is that your gut microbiome is starving and this causes super incredible cravings for carbs. Dirty keto is a substitution of one set of bad eating habits for another. You can't just go around eating bacon, burgers, and a ridiculous amount of butter because it fits the ratio of fat, protein, and carb intake you're supposed to have. You've got to look at the long term. As I've said in this podcast many times before, the quality of your food is way more important than the quantity. With dirty keto, you're following the same macronutrient breakdown of about 70% fat, 20% protein, and 10% carbs. You're just not caring where those nutrients come from, which means you're missing out on the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes that are vital to your overall health. You'll lose weight, but the levels of inflammation in your body will rise. 
bloating, cramps, and rebound is almost certain. Eating junk all day like fast food, washing it down with a sugar-free Slurpee, and consuming processed garbage just because it fits the parameters doesn't help you, it's not realistic, and it's not a long-term solution. Like I said, look at the long-term. Bacon, butter, and lard all day, every day is not taking into consideration longevity, vitality, or your health. Yes, macros are important, but so are micronutrients, the minerals and vitamins derived from plants and other living things. A properly formulated ketogenic diet is primarily plant-based, meaning that we are eating a large amount of vegetables, like green leafy ones with high fiber content, and then layering in appropriate fat and protein on top of that. When we think about playing the long game with your health, the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourself are, what are the things that I can eat that are anti-inflammatory? What are foods I can create that will nourish and feed my cells? What will help with regular and consistent elimination? Because if you can't get rid of it, it's in your body somewhere. What will make me feel good and stabilize my mood, increase energy, focus, and clarity? How can I keep my brain happy and healthy? And the answer to all those is your vegetables and your fats. Think of veggies as a fat delivery system. Saute them in butter. Use olive oil and lemon juice on your salad. Toss them in avocado oil and roast them in the oven. Green leafy veggies like kale, spinach, Swiss chard, bok choy, broccoli, and fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi have an extraordinary amount of insoluble fiber. Insoluble fiber means that it cannot be broken down by the gut bacteria, and it does not dissolve in water. It passes through you cleaning up debris, sopping up excess hormones, and cleaning out the gut tract like a pipe cleaner. Fiber is also great at retaining a lot of water that makes your stool bulky and softer, which makes elimination easier. Consuming fiber does not affect blood sugar levels and therefore has a negligible effect on insulin. When you're on a dirty keto program, one of the most common complaints is that by week two or three, you're starving. More correctly, it's your gut microbiome that's the problem. You're not feeding it. Part of the way we blunt this hunger response is via resistant starches. In other words, starches that resist digestion. These are abundantly found in oats, green banana flour, legumes, and beans. Resistant starches are great for a ketogenic diet. They blunt your hunger response and also blunt elevated blood glucose levels when carbohydrates are consumed. Part of why resistant starches are so great is instead of being digested, they're selectively feeding the good microbiota in your gut. As these microbiota chow down on resistant starches, they'll produce short-chain fatty acids as a byproduct of their meal. Of particular importance here is the short-chain fatty acid known as butyrate. Butyrate has a whole host of beneficial effects, the most important one being decrease in gut permeability. As far as primary objectives go, making sure your gut is healthy is super high on the list. If the diet that you're currently on does not take this into account, that's a super huge red flag. When the gut is permeable, you're open to a whole host of medical issues like inflammation, autoimmune conditions, skin issues, and food allergies, and way much more. Another common issue with keto is most people eat too much protein. If you're not feeding the gut microbiome, then protein can feel more satisfying than fat, and with time, you eventually want more and more of it. Consuming too much can raise insulin in the same fashion as consuming carbs. Planning a clean keto meal isn't rocket science. You need plants, fats, and protein, in that order. Your veggies should be the majority of your plate. Eat all the leafy greens, cauliflower, cabbage, avocado, broccoli, zucchini, olives, bell peppers you like. The plants should take up the majority of your plate. Just to give you an example, a cup of spinach has only 7 calories and 0.4 grams of net carbs. You can eat a mountain of spinach before you even start worrying about messing up your macros. Eat plenty of good fats. 
like high-fat dairy that's organic, yogurts without all the sugar in them. Use heavy cream in your cooking, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, or butter. Keep your protein clean. It's no secret that about 50% of all antibiotics are used in the farm industry and get pumped into the animals that we eat. So find a local farmer. Go to the farmer's market, get some locally raised protein that's organic. The bottom line is this. You can get the results you want without starving yourself. Keto works well and quickly for some people, but it is a very strict dietary solution. You can keep it as the long term if you like, if you're willing to stay within those parameters. Our bodies were designed to gain nutrition from a whole host of foods that are available all around us. So just eating bacon, burgers, and butter may give you a huge increase in weight loss, but it's not a long-term solution. So remember, if you're going to do keto, eat clean, eat healthy, and choose your health. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCoax. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.